Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to episode seven of The Season Keepers, the show where the only two people we recommend keeping for the season is us. My name's Matt, aka Clean Sheet Wipeout. My name's James, aka FBL Drug. Good to see you again, mate. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Um, yeah. You had a little holiday, didn't you? I did, I did. In Scotland, um, I've got, I'm covered in bites, uh, midges, those of you on YouTube who might be able to see, probably not showing up. <laughs> yeah, but uh, great, great to get away. I recommend uh, Scotland as a holiday for anyone. It's very scenic. And then you came back to an absolute shitstorm of a game week where we saw forty-four goals. <laughs> yes, yeah, chaos. Um, I couldn't believe every game had about seven goals. Oh, it felt like uh, that. Yeah, definitely, definitely getting your value for money on your TV subscriptions. Oh God, yeah, I think it was just the. <laughs> Really, it was just the Villa Sheffield United game that, that let the squad down with a pretty dire one nil. Which I think, I think, I think so. Yeah, and the <laughs> others were uh, quite good. I think we'll um, jump straight into it because a lot of games to cover. So uh, yep. first, starting Everton five, West Brom two. Obviously, I uh, watched this with my hands over my face because I don't have Dominic Calvert Lewin, and obviously you do. I do indeed. <laughs> So uh, that's a hat trick that I saw fly by. I was like, "Fucking brilliant!" That's a that's a great start. However, what I was delighted by was my goal from Dean Garner, who I started. Lovely goal as well. Uh, yeah, great goal. Uh, I've seen a few people bench him. I started him mainly because I didn't have many better options. Uh, so I I did have faith in him. I did think he was capable of a goal, and clearly he is. Yeah. Um, also, beautiful free kick from Pereira. Oh, it, was, it was glorious. And I mean, how he's been credited with the assist for Dean Garner. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a kind of pass in his own well, in his own half, really. I uh, just those those FPL assists amazingly. Like you get that one cheeky touch to your player, and then he runs forty five yards to score. It just feels unfair that they get the assist, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Each assist is worth the same, whether it's KDB pinging a 50-yard pass yeah. or if it's bouncing off of someone's back and then someone taps it in, it's the same assist. <laughs> exactly. So obviously we had um, Calvert-Lewin got a hat-trick, Richarlison a hat-trick of assists, and then uh, Michael Keane got a goal and James Rodriguez got a goal and an assist. And I think he's one of the big talking points, isn't he? He certainly is. I think uh, people were apprehensive slightly at first. Um, there was a, a fair amount of hype, but uh, clearly he has delivered and he was very impressive in the game. His passes that he was pinging across to uh, DCL were very mm. impressive. I think oh, yeah. um, that Everton trio is pretty exciting and I'm pretty worried that I don't own any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the game was quite open though and obviously it was probably... I know Everton started well, but as soon as Gibbs, fucking idiot, gets sent off. Yeah, for yeah as soon as Chamberlain got sent thing. off, I yeah. think that was, the, uh, <laughs> that was the turning point. Yeah, poor Chamberlain, eh? But yeah, that was at that point. And then we had uh, Bilic get sent off at halftime as well. So. In fairness, he was only just asking why. Like He was yeah. just wanting to know why. I don't think I he was particularly abusive. I think it's just the uh, Mike Dean show, as you Yeah, we all know who the ref was, so... That's that's the problem yeah. there. But no, I think Everton probably worth keeping an eye on. If I've obviously got Calvert Lewin, I'm not intending to bring in any other Everton players just yet. But um, if I can afford him, James Rodriguez would probably be on his way. Fixture wise, so they've got Palace and Brighton next. So I don't think they'll be as open as um, 
West Brom were. And obviously, they're sending off. I think Palace would be hard to break down. I think yeah. uh, that we've seen that from the first two games. Uh, they're not going to be maybe the walkovers or that people thought at the start of the season. They actually look quite well drilled yeah. and cohesive. No, agreed. Um, it was strange to see that Dinia didn't get anything. Like, he got a one point return in a game where they scored five goals. You know, normally you'd expect him to maybe get at least an assist and there's no clean sheet there. So if, you, if you've if you got Dean Yard, I'd maybe be looking elsewhere personally because uh, I think there's far better value, maybe slightly cheaper than what he's at at all. Yeah, I think there's too much money locked in uh, on Dean Yard. If I were you, I'd probably go for a switch to Castagna at Leicester personally. Yeah, no, that's a good shout. Um, right. Uh, okay, so Leeds, should we move on to Leeds Fulham? Yeah, Leeds 4, Fulham 3. Another absolute cracker of a game to watch on TV. I'm thoroughly enjoying the fact that we get to see every single one of these games at the moment. And I think yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's insane. I think it'll last for the season as well. Obviously, we've had the announcement. We're recording at 7 o'clock um, this evening on a, on a Tuesday and we've had the announcement that sports stadiums aren't open for the foreseeable. So, uh, we could see this for quite a while. Yeah, it's... It's good and it's bad. Obviously, you want to be going to games. Uh, as someone that's actually living in Manchester at the moment, I'd probably struggle to get to most of the games anyway. So it kind of, in a way, does suit me a little bit, yeah. uh, having all these games on TV. Uh, if anything, it just uh, does take up more of your life, but you love it, so it's good fun. <laughs> yeah, so this, this, this Leeds performance I found quite strange. Um, they started off so, so quickly. Um, obviously, they, they've hit Fulham. I thought, oh, they're cruising here. And then they seemed to look Fulham back in the game. And uh, Bielsa's reaction at the end of the game was actually quite nice to see. But he just said Leeds couldn't hack Mitrovic. He didn't make any excuses. He simply said that they didn't know how to defend against him. So that that was, you know, quite telling. And, um, you know, the common ones, Costa, Klitsch, Bamford, all getting returns again. And uh, they're so cheap. But... yeah. It's just which one to pick because, you know, they're not consistently going to return every week. Otherwise, you're looking at 30 to 40 goals a season. And that's not going to happen. But um, just going forward, you know, it's so impressive, isn't it? Yeah, no, I was very impressed by uh, Costa, personally. Mm. I think he was excellent. He took his goal well, just smashed it in under the bar, I think. It, it, yeah, it was it, a lo- lovely strike, yeah. Yeah, he's looked uh, pretty good in both games. I think... If he was on pens, then you'd pick him straight away. I yeah. think the fact that Klitsch is on pens kind of adds another dimension. It makes him more appealing because he does still have the capability to score. Obviously, he's deeper, way yeah. deeper than Costa. But obviously, you've got the element of pens and a lot of pens are being given. Oh, they are. Uh, yeah, with no, with uh, VAR, this week has been pen central. So uh, it would be a wise decision to get the pen, mate, pen takers in. Yeah, I mean, whenever Milivojevic is fit, fucking bring him in for Palace <laughs> if they're, they're going to be getting pens. Oh, I mean, obviously we saw, we saw, I think, Zaha slot one in. Yep. Um, obviously, owners of Zaha are few and far between, but they'll be enjoying that. My uh, girlfriend owns him. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll come on to uh, those two later, won't we? <laughs> yeah, we will. And um, Patrick Bamford, Rascals. I think, was sticking two fingers up to me and you because, you know, pre... Pre-FBL, uh, we both said, ah, you know, good to see that they're bringing in Rodrigo because I don't think Bamford's got it in him. And quite a few people were saying the same. And now he's got a goal and two assists in this one. And uh, he's got he another... shut us up. He has, yeah. And he's got another another price rise, I think. So um, yeah, he's on the up. And if 
you know, they set up the way that they were going to, Bamford might continue to keep his place. Uh, he has the potential to be this season's pookie. Mm. Obviously, he's not there yet. He's only scored two. But um, he's got the potential to be if he keeps performing. Um, like, like, I could see myself ignoring him just like I ignored Pookie for the first Likewise. three or four weeks. Yeah. And then eventually the pressure will just cave in and we'll bring him in. Yep. But until then, I'm not bringing him in. Uh, I think it needs a restructure for um, a lot of teams probably to bring him in because then you'll have excess value to spend in midfield. But I don't think my team's set up for that. Fulham on the no, other hand. neither's mine. I think Fulham, the only real asset I'd still go for is Mitrovic. I don't think there's anyone else in Fulham at the moment that took me by surprise. Defensively, they look shocking. Um, teams will get in behind them and probably hit two or three regularly past them. But Mitrovic will, will always pop up with a goal. So. Yeah, yeah, it's just Mitrovic as well for me. Um, shall we move on to another surprise? Yeah, a shock. Man United 1, Crystal Palace 3. Wow. <laughs> This this game pissed me off because uh, I took out Danny Ings, uh, brought in Martial, thinking, ah, oh, you know, man, you know, it'd be pretty good at the end of end of lockdown. Let's um, bring them in. They'll hit the ground running. Did they fuck? They were they were atrocious. <laughs> yeah, Martial was horrific. He he didn't do anything. He has games like this yeah, he does, uh, he does. where he's he's not involved in anything, and then the next game he'll probably get two goals and an assist. Yep. Like you just got to be patient. Yeah, that, I think that's the key thing. Um, obviously, Zaha got another two goals. Townsend grabbed himself a goal. I still have this inkling that I can't see Zaha carrying on this form after the transfer window shuts. But I don't think he'll leave Palace because the asking price that Palace want for him, I don't think anybody will pay in the current market. And obviously, at the moment, he's playing in that forward role, but they've brought in Batshuayi. Would you not then play Batshuayi up there and then Zaha and Eze kind of slightly wider I don't know but that's the way I'd be more inclined so yeah Zaha's hit the ground running but for me I I don't think I'll be taking hits to bring him in yeah maybe a free transfer but I wouldn't hit to bring in Zaha no no I think uh, you're going a bit early if you're bringing in Zaha I think two games is not enough to be proven to be consistent I think we know from Zaha before that he's not consistent um, personally, formation-wise, I'd probably go for a diamond formation uh, mm. and have Eze in behind Batshuayi and Zaha. You okay. can have them yeah. like a. They've got a decent amount of sort of holding defensive midfielders that they can mm. put in the in the hole. Uh, but I'd like Eze in that sort of central attacking that cam role, the number ten, if you like. Yeah, I'm looking forward to be, seeing him develop. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to yeah seeing him play. Um, for like it week in week out, it should be mm. good. I've been, I've been really impressed with Crystal Palace. Like I kind of wrote them off at the start of the season. Um, I think I'm pretty sure I had them bottom half finishing. But, you know, they, they, they've just kind of come out, taken the, well, both Saints and Man United now. They've got six points from two. So it's, uh, it's not a bad mm. start for Hodgson, is it? So they, They've had the start I thought we were going to have. Yeah. <laughs> no, and yeah. I think we've had the start I thought Palace would have. Yeah, so well, that... I think <laughs> Palace were probably overlooked by by many, and you know at the start of the season, I can't don't think anybody predicted what what we've had so far. And Man United, well, I don't think there's much to talk about, you know, in terms of assets. I'm I'm holding Martial, and I think those that have got Bruno in, you know, there's no reason to panic. We've got probably three or four game weeks um, 
before we should be looking to move them on. I can't see Man United being as bad as they were this week um, against the likes of Brighton. And I think Brighton are probably the kind of team that will play a bit more. So Man United could potentially look to get in behind. And obviously, you know, they start Greenwood, Rashford and uh, Martial and they're firing. You know, they can hit two or three on the break, can't they? So, Yeah, yeah, I think people may forget Bruno's form from the end of last season based on these first two games. Uh, obviously, the threat of pens is always going to be there yeah. um, for him. And obviously, he's more than pens. He, can, he is capable of assisting and scoring from outside the box, inside the box. Um, I wouldn't panic just yet. I'd say you'd want to be looking at game week five and if he's not returned or game week four and he's not returned to anything, then yeah. maybe you have that, that conversation with yourself. But until then, I think keep the faith. Don't just flip-flop unless you're maybe short of a Kevin De Bruyne and you want him in. Then maybe yeah. just cut your losses and bring De Bruyne in. Yeah, I don't think it's far too early to be flip-flopping, isn't it? Like, I've seen a lot of wild cards banded around on in the FPL community and that that surprises me a little bit, but you know, some people have seen that they've had a couple of really bad game weeks and have um, pressed the button already. But I'm not going to. It's it's worrying. I mean, it's up to them, obviously, but it is arguably a bit premature. Um, but I can understand they want to catch price rises. They're not happy with their team, so then they change it. Yeah, it may work. It may not work. But yeah, well, obviously, you only get two wild cards a season. Yeah. No. Exactly. Um, next game, Arsenal 2, West Ham 1. West Ham surprised me. Um, I thought Arsenal would turn them over a bit more. and I know a lot of us captained Obama Yang. Thankfully got the assist, yep. I suppose. But other than that, you know, West Ham, I think, played pretty well and were actually unlucky to lose this game. Yeah, I think uh, it's a lot closer than we imagined. I captained Obama Yang as well. I expected a, more of a kind of two goal deficit at least yeah. um, so I think West Ham did surprise a few and I think like I said uh, when the pressure's off I think that's when they may perform and I think that's an example of it and that may carry on with these tough games they've got no one's expecting them to get anything so then the shackles are off they can just be free to perform obviously we're a bit worried about the dressing room but yeah yeah. It didn't seem to have much of a problem though. Like I thought defensively they seemed quite solid. Um they had off Arsenal for long periods. Um and obviously Antonio, as he does, popped up with his goal. So uh like like you touched on last pod, he was probably one of the likely ones to, to maybe step up in these games because he seems to like playing in the bigger games. Got his goal yeah. and uh obviously Inketia then came on late and then uh slotted home the winner from uh Danny Ceballos. The irony that those two linked up this week after uh, physically linking up last week. <laughs> yeah, they've uh, buried the hatchet on that one. <laughs> they really have, haven't they? But, um, Shall we move on to, uh, to yeah, the next one? Yeah, I don't think there's much. Oh, <laughs> do we have to? Do we fucking have to? Southampton two, Spurs five. Five. Five goals. Wow. Right. I, I was playing football when this um, game kicked off. I got home and uh, seen, obviously, Danny Ings had scored. Thought, oh, happy days. You know, took him out of my team, which I was a bit pissed off about. But thought, oh, brilliant. Saints have started well. Seeing that we were pressing, we had chances. Spurs probably should have got in behind us a couple of times, you know, the offside flag. And then that sloppy goal going into halftime. What were we doing? Like, what? why doesn't McCarthy come out for it? 
Oh no, he's the the indecision there. It's, it's he red... sort of comes out, goes back in, and then his position is all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Son slops home, and then they come out all guns blazing in the second half, hit a couple of quick goals, and then we're fucked. We just consistently made the same mistakes of this the high line. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm so angry about this because this high line that we've played against Palace, Brentford, and now Spurs. We're being fucked up the arse. Because as soon as we make that press, there's 50, 60 yards between Jack Stevens and McCarthy. Stevens yeah. isn't the quickest of players. McCarthy doesn't come off of his line. Every single goal that Son scored, they just play, played it in behind, off he went. Yeah, yeah. Oh. If, if we do that again against Leicester, we could, we could see another 9-0. Yeah. Jamie Vardy would love, love that. Field Balls day. over the top, his pace... Yeah. If you can play Jamie Vardy in behind with 50 yards to run at Alex McCarthy, you know who's going to win that every single day of the week. I just, I I don't understand. Or Sadio Mane, it could be anyone. Oh, it really could. Honestly, I am worried because how Hasenhutl didn't see, even after Brentford, that we were making the same mistakes and it's not been resolved. I don't get it. Yeah, we might look good for 45 minutes, but as soon as your heads drop and a team, you know, realises, oh, well, actually, this is the tactic to take, we're going to get spanked. Yeah. So. Yeah, Mourinho clearly realised that at half-time and then yeah. took took advantage. Like, uh, it was really a game of two halves, so I was very happy with the first half performance from us. We looked good, we looked calm, yeah. we were controlling the game, and yeah. then second half, capitulated. Yeah, absolutely, and... In the midfield, you know, there was no real thrust from us there to win the ball back. I thought Che Adams was probably unlucky. I believe he had the highest XG of any player that didn't score at the weekend. Um, yes. And he was unlucky in the first half. <laughs> yeah, well, we said that at the start of last season and it took him 30 games to get a goal, didn't it? But oh, just if if we play the same way, I know Burnley are a different kettle of fish and, you know, they don't look to get in behind teams, but even then, I can still see them you know, scoring two or three against us if we continue to yeah. play the way we're playing. My uh, pre-season optimism has now faded into yeah. realism slash pessimism. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think my, my tweet, I was raging after the game and there was just there was no passion, there was no heart. We looked like we didn't give a shit and we're bereft of ideas. Like, just There was nothing we could change in the game without stopping this high line. I'm all for the press. We pressed brilliantly um, at the end of you know last season. Team, teams couldn't hack it. We looked so fit. And I don't know what's happened in the four weeks between then and then the start of the season, but it's almost like we've all gone to KFC, had a bargain bucket, sat down, not trained, and then come back. Yeah, nice analogy. But... <laughs> oh, mate, honestly, I, I, could, I could rant for Southampton for so long, but I don't think it's what the listeners want to hear. But yeah, it's... If if you want my opinion on Saints, feel free to either you know D- DM us and uh, we can talk about it a bit more. But I, I need to see improvement. Alex McCarthy needs to make more decisions, come off his line, and we need to stop having fifty yards between the goalkeeper and centre back. Yeah, agreed. I think uh, it'd be interesting to see how we get on against Burnley, whether he makes any changes or if he makes the same mistakes. Yeah, uh, Hassan Hootel, that is. Saying uh, that, I, I won't be bringing in Son, who got four goals, or Kane, who got four assists in the goal, because no no team is going to defend like that against Spurs again. There's no, no. way. Son's not going to score four goals, and Harry Kane got more assists in this game than he got the entire of last season. So, I read that he got 16.6% of his career assists in that game. Go. Summed up. Which yeah. is... 
insane. <laughs> it's an anomaly that I don't think we should like read too much into, other than no. You know, if we continue this, right. then let's move on. swiftly on. Let's, uh, yeah, Newcastle. Let's not talk Neil, about that anymore. <laughs> no. Newcastle nil, Brighton three. Um, Neil Mope with a couple of goals. Un- unexpected. Did mm. not expect Brighton to be winning this game three nil. Mm. I. I was looking at these fixtures thinking, oh, great, that's good for Sam Maximum, that's good for Wilson. Uh, my team would do nicely there, home against Brighton. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I told yeah, I, I played LaSalle and St. Maximum and uh, got fuck off from them. I think it was one point between the two of them. And uh, Neil Mopé continues to probably go under the radar slightly. Got two goals and an assist. Took, you know, pen taker. Took his pen well. And uh, the only... Sour grapes to come out of this was uh, Basuma and that cra- crazy red card. I have never seen a movement like that in Premier League football before. Just, <laughs> I don't understand what was going through his head. I know maybe he was trying to get the ball, but oh my. Like, oh dear. He, he deserved the <laughs> sending off. And I think I've read that he's only going to miss one Premier League game, providing Brighton get through in the cup. So that's, you know, a bit of a saving grace. I've got him, and if that's the case, I won't get rid of him. But Yeah, you can ride it out. Um, I'm not going to play I him, think so. one thing that's uh, particularly annoying me is uh, Matt Ryan obviously got a clean sheet there. I was between Ryan and McCarthy at the start of the season. I think a lot of people like me went with McCarthy thinking Saints was defensively stronger this year. Yeah. doesn't look like it. And I think uh, after this, these few games, I think Brighton's fixtures turn for the better. I think this, the initial run is difficult, but yep. even so, they're, uh, they're doing okay. Yeah, I, I was kind of in a similar boat. You know, I had the option of either Ryan or um, the West Brom goalkeeper because, you know, I've heard that, you know, save points and stuff might be, might be useful and he's got, he's got nothing. <laughs> so, it's screwed that way. It's uh, another one of those ridiculous decisions that's fucked me over to start with, but hey-ho, it's FPL for you, isn't it? It's, um, it certainly is. Yeah, but Brighton's fixtures going forward, they've got, got some toughies. Um, they've got Man United, Everton. I think there'll be two tricky games. Then they play Palace, West Brom and Spurs. So, you know, defensively, I, I wouldn't be chucking them in. If you've got them, hold them, because as they've proven, they can get the odd clean sheet and I think they're quite a good team. But, yeah, I wouldn't be maybe bringing in Neil Mopé for now, unless you need that cheaper striker, then, you know, could be a good option. Yeah, it's a budget option. I think he's one to consider. Um, but other than that, I wouldn't be jumping onto any Brighton players. So, um, Chelsea nil, Liverpool two. It was an okay game. I don't think it was the most thrilling. No, obviously, again, we've got a red card, um, which to a degree changed the game. But I think Liverpool were always in control before the red card, to be honest. Obviously, another bad performance from Kepa. uh, (laughs) 70 million down the drain. I think uh, they... Have they all but confirmed? Uh, is it is it Mendy um, coming in? I don't think it's been confirmed yet. Which seems... I know they did. A, the Fabrizio did a tweet uh, just after Kepa yeah, made that mistake. He did, yeah. Uh, but, but I've not seen anything since. No, there's been nothing from the club um, just yet. And I know I've read oh, about half an hour before we started podding that. Lampard's already confirmed that um, Caballero will come in for the cup game. But supposedly that was pre-planned and not because of Kepa's holder. I reckon that was pre-planned. Normally you play a different keeper in the cup 
competitions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's got to be a priority for them getting a new goalkeeper in. Yep, no, definitely. And then um, obviously Sadio Mane stole the show this time for us uh, Salah owners. It's frustrating, but Mane seems to enjoy these kind of games. He he does, and I think he does enjoy a big game. And also, I think something we've looked at in the community is Salah home, Mane away. That tends to be a bit of a trend. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Firmino is another good one away. Obviously, you don't really want him in the FPL team, though. No, no, he got so it. it's between. It's between Salah and Mane. I think if Mane was 11.5, I'd be thinking about him. Mm. As he isn't, I'm not. He's not yeah. on pens. Uh, uh, it doesn't concern me that he scored two and Salah didn't return this week. No. Because this could quite easily be reversed next week. I mean, let's not forget Salah got a hat-trick the week before this one. Um, so, yep. Keep, in, keep the faith. Oh, God, yeah. And Liverpool obviously uh, got their clean sheet. I think Van Dyke and Trent both got a bonus and uh, Robertson was only one point behind them in the BPS system. So, you know, he could have very well got there. So those that have, you know, potentially doubled up at the back and I've seen some that have tripled up. Um, yeah, keep the faith because Liverpool are going to get these clean sheets and uh, I expect Trent and Robert will probably start to get their attacking returns the, the more fitness they get as well. I think so. I was just going to add about Trent. Uh, he had a fr- couple of free kicks that went quite came quite close. Uh, yep. One where Salah rolled it off to him. He Trent was a meter at most, a half a yard away uh, yep. from that top corner. I think uh, on another week that goes in. And before you know, knowing you got three bonus points, you got a goal, you got a clean sheet, and he sat on like twelve, thirteen points. Yep. No, and. Uh... I guess another one to note, but mainly more for, for Sky, which we're both playing, is uh, Thiago. He came on at half-time, got 75 passes, the record for a player to have played 45 minutes in one half. Which... Yeah, I saw a lot of stats uh, around his passes. And yeah, it's insane. Clearly, for the Sky game, he's, he's certainly one to consider, alongside, yeah. obviously, Kevin De Bruyne, who hit every tier going. Every tier possible, yeah. But I think one thing to maybe note on that was he did come on in the second half against 10 men. So, you know, the, the stats are kind of skewed a little bit there, personally, but he, he's proven that it's one, two, pass, one, two, pass. And everybody talks about that. You know, all his, his videos that you watch, it's just get the ball, receive, look up, play on. So I think we'll see a lot of that this season. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, not an option for FPL, but... No, nah, maybe one to look out for Sky. Um, and then to end, obviously, the, the Sunday night's games, which was on BBC, uh, Leicester 4, Burnley 2, without Jamie Vardy's uh, contribution. No, which I'm uh, thankful for, as I transferred him out this week for Marshall. Obviously, uh, didn't really benefit me in any way, but it's nice to see him not punish me yeah. for selling him, and I f- he should have. Yep. To be honest, uh, you'd think he'd be in, in amongst the goals if he scores four, if yeah, Leicester score four. I was shocked. I mean, Harvey Barnes, I thought, had a really good game. Obviously, got a goal and an assist. And then uh, Castagna got two assists. So he, he's looking sharp and uh, probably a real steal at his price, to be fair, if he continues this form. He certainly is. Uh, he's impressed again. Um, looks very good going forward. So I think you'd treat him like you do Trent and Robbo, like a clean sheet's a bonus for him. Yeah. Uh, I think he may be a good one for attacking returns. And at 5.5, I think he's, he's a good option, especially for those who are in Tierney like myself. I'm considering moving a couple of weeks. Yeah. No. 
Leicester just looked looked impressive going forward personally, and um, I thought Pratt Pratt took his goal very Pratt, well. Yeah, yeah, looked, lovely strike. Yeah, he adds to uh, the plethora of options of 5.5, um, yeah. I noticed. He has got, a, I think it's a goal and an assist now. Uh, he's returned in both games, uh, yeah. which I saw. And then James Justin got his, uh, his goal for those that still own him. Fuck's sake. It, it, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are saying this, but he was in my, uh, in my draft for the majority of pre-season. I took him out and he's just returned... Very well. Yeah, I, I, held him, I held him in Sky, but got rid of him, you know, obviously like yourself before uh, FPL kicked off and what a mistake that's looking. <laughs> it is. We've got price rises, we've got performances. Never mind. Yeah, uh, exactly. I just hope it stops. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Uh, my cat has decided to join the YouTube video. I'll just move him her down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, listeners. <laughs> they just want the fame, mate. Obviously, mine was a couple of weeks ago, and now now yours are jumping in. It's well, we we might get a few few extra subs from those that like a like a bit of pussy. Yeah. But, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, how did I know you were going to go there? Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moving on to Burnley. <laughs> You've got, um, obviously, Wood. Wood got as a goal. Uh, Dunn is an interesting one. He's a four million centre-back, owned by 3% of teams, but I don't think he's nailed. Um, I know, obviously, Tarkovsky's potentially heading off, but you've still got, you know, Kevin Long at the back there who will probably play. Is it me? Yeah, he'll probably still sit there. So I wouldn't be diving to bring done in yeah he he looked over the moon to score his fucking goal but it he did, million... yeah the passion yeah oh, i was a big, looks, big fan of the passion he looked so thrilled but i don't think i'll be bringing him in because i can't see him continuing no i wouldn't be bringing him in either i mean i hadn't even heard of him till sunday evening so no no <laughs> i'm not i'm not sure what his ownership was before he scored but it's now, yeah, 3%. So that, not a lot, zero but, point something it would yeah. have been. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. So, so quite a few people have taken that leap, but it's probably just on the pure basis that he's 4 million and he got a goal. So, I think so, yeah. All right. Um, Monday, we'll, we'll slightly gloss over this one, but Aston Villa won Sheffield United nil. It wasn't great. I mean, the sending off for Egan fucked me off because... I've got him. He was the last player in my fantasy league. It had been a bad enough week as it was. And then there he goes. Pulling back Ollie Watkins. Gets spotted. And uh, straight off. Off he goes. Minus two. Summed up the week. But then Villa didn't seem to attack. I don't understand why they were quite slow in their build-up. Yeah. So, obviously, the uh, sending off is a big part of the game early on. I had a text from Matt saying he uh, basically was banking on an Egan clean sheet. Yep, absolutely. I thought it was fairly likely, in fairness. And then yeah. I couldn't believe my luck to see him sent off. <laughs> Fucking huge, honestly. That, oh. that just summed up my week. It's not, I obviously took out Martial. No, took out Ings for Martial. And uh, decided to play Egan when I've got, you know, Podent sat on the bench, which we'll come on to. And, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure man. we all take delight in our mini league rivals uh, misfortune uh, yeah. I'm one of them it's good fun yeah. uh, but it'll be happening to me next week so I bloody well it's, all, it's, all, it's, all, it's all laughs, yeah. but, um, <laughs> all right. 
Yeah, I don't really think there's much else to touch on Sheffield United. You know, defensively, they, they should improve. Villa, I expected a bit more from them kind of going forward and they might start to gel with, with Watkins and Grealish. But for now, no, nah, I'd stay away. Final game. Onto, which uh, onto the big one. Yeah, good way to end the week. Wolves 1, Man City 3. Cracking game. Oh, Yeah, great game. Obviously... The main talking point out of this is, well, there's two main talking points, I guess. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne and then Phil Foden. So, firstly, Kevin De Bruyne, obviously, let's not use the E word, but he is a very important player for your FPL team. (laughs) I think 11.5 million. (laughs) Certainly. Uh, Let's just say it anyway. Essential. Um, (laughs) He, here's a go, he... It's definitely got to be someone you're considering in terms of premiums for your team. Yeah, 11.5, he still provides great value. Obviously, last season he was 10, and that's just ridiculous. Yep. Um, but yeah, you're going to be, if you compare his run of fixtures to Bamiang's, you've got, I mean, I've made the move myself. Uh, so has Matt. Yep. From a Bamiang to KDB. I think it's got to be done based on the fixtures. And obviously, we know what KDB does. I think a lot of people have already made that move, but looking at it, it's actually surprising. Um, if you haven't looked, take a stab at his percentage ownership. Let's take a wild guess. I'll, I'll have a look now. Don't, I'll guess don't first. Look, take a guess, yeah. I'll guess, I'll guess. Because I've tell. seen this. Uh, so current ownership now. Yep, current ownership. Bearing in mind, we believe a lot of people have gone Aubameyang to KDB. I reckon it's... Still going to be fairly low, I reckon. I'm going to, I'm going to say 22%. Now, nah, well off. It's, uh, it's 37.5%. Oh, okay. I, I was being too positive. Very, uh, very. But, but it's still, still, surprising. still that's a, yeah, it's only over, just over a third of players yeah. uh, owning him. So yeah, two which, thirds of players are getting, going to be getting dicked by exactly. Kevin De Bruyne. Now, obviously, you know, it's a long way before um, the game week commences again. So uh, that, that could well change. But I'm surprised. Not as many people as I thought had made that move this early. And we, we both obviously made it before his price rise. He's now 11.6. And that's only going to continue. I think, you know, it will be, won't be long before he's up there with, um, with Salah's price. Yeah, he'll be hitting 12. And then people will be probably thinking, oh, God, shall I take Salah out for Kevin De Bruyne? Yeah. They'll have to find that they'll be clambering around for the funds. So uh, it's better get, to get him in early, I'd say. Yeah, agreed. And then obviously uh, Phil Foden. Started, scored, got 90 minutes. Yeah, um, we may see may see more of this as well. Obviously, we understand that City's squad is uh, fairly light at the moment in terms of injuries. Yep. Um, I thought before the season started that Foden may play a little bit more than he did last season anyway. Uh, obviously, there's no David Silva now. Yep. Um so naturally, he's going to feature in more games, I'd imagine. Yeah. And obviously, he's develop, developing as a player. Yeah, and Bernardo Silva's obviously uh, injured at the moment, which we heard before the, before the game. So I think at the moment, Foden, you know, I, I can't see anybody else starting in that position. So if he beds himself in at six and a half million, you know, he's could be a real asset if you wanted to double up. And then the other City player that some people gambled on was uh, Raheem Sterling. I think, you know, he'll still come good. He looked looked sharp, potentially, probably should have had a goal. Uh, got his assist. It's a lovely little, you know, spot to uh, to Foden to lay it off for him. 
But we're, we're going to have these games, you know. De Bruyne's going to look outstanding. He'll get his goal and assist and Sterling won't do a lot. But then we'll have other games where we saw, you know, post-lockdown where De Bruyne doesn't do a lot and then Sterling scores a couple, especially whilst Aguero's out. So it's one to keep an eye on. But I, I wouldn't put people off doubling up on uh, Sterling and KDB if they were looking to go that way in a wild card. Right. Go, go with it and you, you could get a hat full of points between those two over the next three, four game weeks. Yeah, agreed. I think um, a double up on Man City is never really a bad idea unless you're no. doing it in defence. Well, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think um, having both Sterling and De Bruyne, when they obviously fire, then you're going to be laughing because I don't think many people will have both. No, and I've, just I think... potentially a team may not be as balanced in terms of having a De Bruyne and a Salah. Yeah, compared to a De Bruyne and a Sterling, I think I'd prefer to have a De Bruyne and a Salah. Yeah, and I think um, looking at it, Patricio made six saves, um, or FPL saves anyway, which shows just how attacking Man City went. Whereas um, Edison made none. You know, obviously uh, we had Jimenez and Podence linking up again. I of course benched Podence this week, and uh, he got his assist. So got the five points just sat on my bench, but. Podence is one that I am seeing named a lot. So many people on Twitter have decided that St. Maximan to Podence is the move to make this week. And I own both. So I'm potentially looking to go St. Maximan to, um, to someone else. But bearing in mind, he's been named almost by everybody that I've seen either wildcarding or moving St. Maximan on. Take a pun at what you think Podence's ownership is. Uh, I'm going to say 6.5%. Yeah, so you, you'd think maybe or that or more, but you, you've overshot it. It's 2.8%. Wow, there we go. Yeah. So that's <laughs> being conservative. Well, <laughs> that is the Twitter bubble summed up in one because my timeline today has been full of, oh, I'm doing ASM to Podence. I'm doing ASM to Podence. Oh, Podence is the one. Got to bring in Podence. 2.8% of the game, Evan. So uh, for those bringing them in in you know, the Twitter community, it's still one hell of a differential. So I wouldn't put you off if you see everybody else doing it because they're not. Yeah, they, they, they have a great run. Um, obviously, there's a lot of hype. Uh, maybe too much hype. You can get lost in this kind of Twitter noise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, that's the games. I don't think there's much else to touch on those 10 games. It's nice to get a, a full set of fixtures. But how are those fixtures related to our FPL teams is a different story, isn't it? It's, uh, it certainly is. <laughs> it's not been the best of weeks for either of us, I'd say. Uh, what, what, sorry, Matt, what did you finish on? I got 41 points. Obviously, that's after you've read. Yeah. you got some on the bench. I do, yeah. I've got eight points in Podence and Walker Peters sat on the bench. And then... Uh, had I just switched them with St. Maximin and LaSalle, I'd be on 48, which, to be fair, is still shocking compared to, to some scores. How about you? What did you ask? I was going to say, hey, I'm on a 47. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so it's, not, it's not great. No. Uh, I mean, you look at the average points there, it's 59. Yeah, which was a real surprise. But I have seen scores hitting 100, which oh, is baffling. And then I suppose we should give them a mention. But obviously, both my fiance and your girlfriend absolutely fucking smashed us this week. 
Ah, uh, unbelievable. Storm got uh, 77 points and Ellie got 84, primarily because yep. they both own Son. They, they certainly do. Um, my girlfriend also owns Mitrovic and Zaha, which are probably two players not many people own. Obviously, uh, maybe Mitro is in a few teams. Yeah. But Zaha, certainly. She was an early adopter on him. She started him game week one. Uh, she's had him starting against Man United. Obviously, not many uh, seasoned FPL players would do that. But there That's, you go. It's no, paid off. <laughs> I mean, Ellie's got Son and DCL, so their points combined matches my score. And then she's got the likes of Pereira, Robertson, Trent, and Ryan. So the points just kept stacking up, and uh, she hasn't shut up about it. <laughs> and that's why they're above us in the league now. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, two game weeks in, I keep telling her. But yeah, at the moment, they can take a screenshot and look at that, because that's the last time that they're going to see it. It's... <laughs> yeah, so we've, we've, uh, both, we've both done our transfers. Uh, yeah. I think we're both contemplating a minus four. Uh, whether or not we do it is another question. I'm... Aaron on the side of caution. I may not take a hit. I think I'd quite enjoy benefiting from all the people that are taking hits. Mm. So I may not take a hit. No, agreed. Um, I We've obviously both done Aubameyang to KDB, which we've touched on. I'm looking to maybe remove some maximum for potentially Phil Foden or someone in and around that price. I just don't like where Sam maximum is playing. Obviously, wide in that midfield four, if they're going to stick with having Wilson and Andy Carroll up top, I don't think he's that great of an FPL asset, which is a real shame. But he's not the player at the moment that we all thought he'd be, like five and a half million. It's proven that Podence, you know, is by far better um, moving forward. Same price bracket. Armstrong's fit again. He could probably get returns. You know, he likes to cut into Saints if we uh, decide to show up. But I just don't want to say Maximum sat there. So I think it could be worth the minus four this week maybe be a little bit more aggressive than I want it to be. Yeah, I'm also obviously thinking of moving ASM on, so I'm maximum. Um, we may be potentially jumping the gun here. It's two game weeks. We may have not given him the fair crack of the whip, and yeah. he could quite, quite easily get an assist against Spurs, maybe a goal. Oh yeah, uh, right. he, may, he may perform against the uh, stronger teams. Yeah, I've I think no he doubt. He's a very... It has the potential to be explosive, I think. In terms of, it's it's just, just the consistency may not yeah. be there. No, it's the eye test at the moment. And I guess we've only got two games to go on, but he's not impressed. But inevitably, you know, if I take him out for a hit, he will. He'll, he'll return. Of course he will. Because that's what happens in FPL. The, mm. um, yeah. I, yeah. I've, got a, I've been looking at the league table and I've got a, a Chrome extension. So I can look at the league table for our mini league and then see everybody's ORs um, and their transfers and stuff, which is quite interesting. Obviously, I'm on 109 points overall. Top of our league is Ellie, who's on 139 points. I'm sat at 2.7 mil overall. Where do you think Ellie is, bearing in mind that she's only 30 points ahead of me? Pretty sure I looked it up and it's about 360k. She, after bonuses and stuff were added last night, she's 570k. Oh, okay. There we go. But that must have looked actually, pre-update. 2.2 million places between myself and her, and there's only 30 points. Like, don't, don't be disheartened, because I've seen a lot of people, the reason that they're wildcarding is because, you know, they're on 100 points, they're on 110 points. I'm on 109, and I'm not wildcarding. No way. Like, I've seen a tweet that... Um, I kind of retweeted earlier, which is probably something that I needed to see, really. 
to to score well in FPL, you've probably got to average 60, 65 points um, a game week. And to win the thing last season, I think you needed 68. So if you're sat on 120 points, yeah, you might see people that are on 140, 150. Even I've seen scores at 185 points so far. They're not going to keep it up. If they keep that up, they're smashing the record, aren't they? So Yeah, exactly. I think, I think um, that's a very good point. I think people are too easily disheartened, especially this early. I think I didn't expect this kind of hysteria this early on. I think uh, perhaps it's not as bad as we think it is. It might, might just be FPL Twitter. I think uh, well, certainly the casuals won't be panicking, I don't no. think. No, exactly. <laughs> and, and we're not going to get game weeks like we've just had every single week. Like, this is an anomaly. It started, you know, teams have come back from preseason. They've not potentially had a brilliant preseason. Some haven't even played a game. You know, they, they look a bit tired at the moment. We're not going to get 44 goals a week, for Christ's sake. Like, <laughs> just. I hope not. Well, <laughs> for the sake of my defence. Yeah, either. <laughs> if, that, if that's the case, I'm going 4 million, 4.5 million at the back, and I am loading, like, you know, 3 4, 3, 3, 5, 2. 10, 10 and a half million assets all the way through because there's no point in having defenders if this keeps up. But <laughs> um, no. Another thing I wanted to touch on really quickly was a few transfers that were, were brought in um, over the last week that were made. Obviously, we've seen the two biggies at Spurs. Gareth Bale has returned at nine and a half million and Regulon, I've no idea how to properly pronounce his name, but I'm going to go Regulon for now. and He's five and a half million. Both currently down as being injured um, in FPL. So I wouldn't be jumping on them just yet. But here's one for you. Would you go... Oh, actually, no, we've got a question. I'm going to leave that one. Question. I was going to mention just seen, that, Yeah, we've, we've got yeah. a question. But Bale and Regulon are interesting price points. The one that really surprised me, Diogo Jota to Liverpool. Has he, has he been... Pri- yeah, it surprised me, but has he been priced up yet? Um, yeah, I think he was. Was he just? Or was he just what he was at Wolves? He, he's just what he was at Wolves. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The usual scenario. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I don't know why they're signing him particularly. No. I think they could have invested in someone else. <laughs> yeah, because obviously they brought in Minamino last season, and we've not seen him at all. You know, since the start, really. He 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 got some minutes in preseason. Seemed to play in behind, kind of you know that front three or with the with the three in behind Firmino, but we've not seen that formation since. And now they've gone and signed Jota as well. So maybe he's not convinced by Minamino. Uh, maybe from what he's he's not he's not really had too much to go off. No, uh, with Minamino, but I can't think of why he would sign him. No, unless he it's... just wants just even more squad depth than what he's got, I guess. But Maybe, and it just seems to establish the fact that, you know, Podence and Neto might be more nailed than we thought they were at Wolves because it's Jimenez and then those two, really. But now Jota's gone. I just, yeah, it took me by surprise. It was one of those that when I saw it, I thought, nah, it's not going to happen. A bit like, you know, the Matt Doherty transfer to Spurs. And then when it went through and I saw him holding the Liverpool shirt, wow. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) I I was the same. Uh, I I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Really, really strange. But it's, no, it's just something I wanted to touch on. Like, obviously, one of those news news outlets that you see and you're like, yeah, nah, never going to happen. But I don't think anybody should have him in the team now because, for me, he's not going to play. Mm. Yeah. It's a bit of a strange one. It's like, I don't know, Man United signing Bernard from Everton. Yeah. Just, it's, just, it's just something random like that. <laughs> no, re- re- really odd. And uh, 
I think in his statement, he mentioned that he's done it so he can further his career and get more minutes. Well, uh, sadly, Yoga, you've gone to the wrong team, I think. You're not going to get 90 minutes week in, week out. No, no, I don't think he will. Um, shall we move on to our questions? Questions from the public. Yeah, go for it. Um, we've got a few. We've got one, four, four decent questions, I think, that we'll, um, we'll go through. The first one um, is from Rich FPL. Thank you very much for your question. Big one. Um, what would be your ideal wildcard squad for game week three? Do you want to have a look first? Uh, yeah, I can answer first. I think I won't go through in great detail, um, but I would target Wolves given their fixtures. I think they've got a great run and the likes of Jimenez and Size are the ones that I would put in my wildcard. I think Wolves is going to be getting clean sheets on that run. Uh, size is the perfect option for that. He's cheaper than the likes of Bolly, um, and I think he's still capable of a assists and other returns but even if he just gets clean sheets that should be enough yep and Jimenez so consistent and always overlooked I think at 8.5 million he's still a good price he's the same as Ings I think if you want consistency get Jimenez in your team I think he's got a great run put him in your team uh another team I'd be looking at is Everton obviously I think you could go for one or even two of Everton players. Um, I'd personally pick Calvert-Lewin and then either one of Rodriguez and Richarlison. I think that would be a good idea. Uh, yeah. if, you, if you're feeling brave, do the triple up. But uh, especially considering uh, at the back, I wouldn't really want any of their options. So you could do the triple up. But I'd be more inclined to triple up on Wolves given their fixtures than I would Everton. Yep, no, I think that's right. I looked at it in a little bit more depth. I've gone, I think for me, the ideal goalkeeper should probably be you know, the Villa goalkeeper partnership. Obviously, we've now got Martinez in from Arsenal at four and a half million. I think Steer was the one that was on the bench um, this week and he's four. So for those that yeah, at the moment have either gone that Brighton four and a half four or you know me, the West Brom four and a half four, or even Saints, like some have gone the four and a half four with Gunn. It's... Um, Maybe Villa that you should probably be looking at. Um, Defensive-wise, I think you have to have either Robbo or Trent. You know, I think at the moment, Robbo seems to be matching him and uh, has actually looked quite sharp to start the season. But most will go Trent. I'd maybe look at bringing in Reese James. Um, seems to be cementing that spot at the moment. And I think he's only 5.1. So Chelsea, they, they've got players coming back, which is something we didn't really touch on. Um, I don't think the Chelsea that we've seen so far is the Chelsea we'll see in two or three game weeks time. But we've still to get Pulisic to come back, ZH to come back, um, Chilwell, Silva. Like that's four big names. If you gel them into a squad, Chelsea could be a whole different kettle of fish. So um, I'd maybe look Agreed. at James. And then I'd probably just look at maybe three, four and a half options at the back. Um, you know, you've still got Ailing, KWP, Justin. I know he's had a little bit of a price rise, but they're all there. You know, you can throw them in if you're only ever playing three at the back. Midfield, KDB. I think you have to have him after the performance last night. You can gamble on Sterling, but KDB for me. Then either of Mane or Salah, but again, I'd probably go Salah. And then there's a host of options at the moment in and around that six to seven, seven and a half million. You know, you've obviously got Zaha. If you want to kind of jump on it, for me, I wouldn't because I think uh, we've probably missed his goals. 
But you've got Harvey Barnes, I think, looks sharp for Leicester. And obviously, James Rodriguez, two good players that you could get on at that price point. Got the cheaper options like yourself. You've got Dean Garner, right, you know, consistent. He's going he's to play, so you could get the odd return. And then Costa for Leeds, um, again, gets the returns. Up front, Jimenez, yeah, like you said, I think he's um, one for me slightly underpriced and two under-owned. I think I'd probably have Jimenez in there. I'd probably go DCL because he's cheaper. And again, I think he's massively underpriced. He's at another price rise. I think he's 7.2 now. And then um, we've got Martial Werner. I'd maybe go one of them. But with a view that in two or three game weeks time, you might be able to jump off and move elsewhere. So that, that's, that's how I'd go, Rich. Second question. Um, the, ever the, the ever present runner at nine. We love you, mate. Honestly, thanks, thanks for your questions. Um, he's, he's, he's asked two. He's getting a bit cheeky there. <laughs> Is McCarthy a dead man walking and primed to be dropped in the next few weeks? Uh, potentially. I think uh, Hassan Hootal may stick with him for a couple more weeks. Um, but if I were him personally, I'd be giving Fraser Forster a shot. Uh, or even or even Gunn. Yep. I think uh, his shot-stopping and positioning the last couple of weeks has been atrocious. It's been yeah. shocking. Dreadful. Uh, that, that goal, obviously, where he, he was coming off his line but then retreated and then his position... It, 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 his position was all over the place. And then another yeah. one he let in at his near post. Uh, just, yeah, not, not a great display. No. Um, doesn't inspire confidence. So I'd be, I'd be giving Fraser Forster a go. I mean, he's going to be sat there on the sat there thinking, if, you don't, if I don't get a chance now, when am I going to get a chance? Yeah, I, th I think you've hit the nail on the head. There's not really much else I'd, I'd say on that. I think I'd quite let's see Forster given an opportunity. If he can recreate his form, you know, in a few few years back, or even the form that he showed at Celtic, like he he was and probably still could be a good shot stopper, and um, it's got to be better than McCarthy at the moment. I thought McCarthy did okay post lockdown, but man, he's been fucking wank since. So I'd uh, yeah move off of him. The second question is again about Saints and goalkeepers: is if Butland is brought in for Saints, is rumored to be a swap for Gun, will he take the jersey or will Forster be given a chance? I think he'd probably start Butland and depending on his performances, he'd stay as the number one. I think he'd have to take a dip in form like what we've seen from McCarthy this season for him to experiment with Forster. I would rather we go for someone else personally though. Yep. No, yeah, I, I rate Jack Butland, but is he the right goalkeeper for the style of player that we're clearly trying to play? I mean, I hope that we don't continue with this high line. The high press I'll accept, but the rest of it, not so much. But I, I, I don't know if we will make that move. Like we paid quite a bit of money for, for Dunn. Um, it seems a shame after that 9-0. He's obviously not come back into the team, but clearly they're seeing something that we're not behind closed doors, so I can't see Gunn making his way back. Um, the final question from, from Dane Russo. When fit, would you have Bale at 9.5 million? Uh, so, Mr. Russo, I think, yes, uh, when fit, um, I'd say squeezing him in may be difficult, but I think I think he will score a decent amount of points, and I think he's uh, sort of well-priced at 9.5. I think he's an excellent player, and I think he obviously knows the Prem. Uh, I think he's got the physicality for the Prem. He's a 
obviously a very strong player. We saw him bulk up after sort of when he was at Spurs and then mm. leaving Spurs. I think he he's one of the fittest players around, even at his sort of age at the moment. I think he's still a good few years in him. Yeah, at the top level, I think I'm going to be thinking about how I can get him in. Uh, when when he's fit, of course, don't jump him straight away. I think that's a bit, bit of a stupid not stupid move. But I think uh, you you got to be looking to get him in. Yeah, see, I'm I'm on the slightly other side. Um, Son's half a mil cheaper, um, and I don't think Bale will have the pace that he's had before. He'll still have the creativity. He's proven, you know, time and time again, he's a goal scorer. But I think for now, and obviously whilst Bale's injured, I'd I'd go Son for half a mil. But I'd want to see Bale consistently outperforming him before I'd be willing to pay the extra 0.5 because that can go a long way. So for me, yeah. like it's a wait and see, very much a wait and see. Even when fit, I personally wouldn't be going straight in to get Bale. If you wanted to target Spurs, I'd probably target Son because I think he'll be the one that's slightly further forward and Bale could be the one that's providing. But it's a wait and see. You know, Bale could come in, bang four goals in the first two games and then I'm made to look stupid. But that would be my my opinion for now. I uh, understand the point with Son. I think at 0.5 cheaper, that is also obviously a good option if you go in Spurs. However, I disagree with the pace. I think he will have the same pace as season's gone by. I think he will. he's still the same player, I'd say, in terms of his pace and his fitness. You I think, think so? He'll be okay. I think he'll be okay. In terms of fitness maybe, in, and pace, I don't think he's lost pace. I think people just stereotype older players with losing their pace. I don't think he's that old. I think he's a very fit player. I think mm. he will still have that pace. I mean, he said it in his interview himself with Spurs. He's still got his pace, and I, I agree with him. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> All right. We will. Final, final question from me, James, then, before we uh, say our goodbyes. Who's your current captain for the game week going forward? I haven't. I don't think I've thought about it. Wow. I think oh, I can see who it's sat on. Oh, oh yeah. No, look. no, I, I have thought about it. I've just remembered it. It's between Salah and Kevin De Bruyne. Okay. Um, it's currently sat on Salah, but it may move to KDB. Nice. nice. What about you? I've gone Werner, and I've been sat on Werner since I saw that they were playing West Brom. Obviously, I'm hoping the likes of Pulis just come back fit. But Werner seems to be being sold by more people than being brought in, which baffles me. Oh, he I is. Yeah, I think that's yeah mad. I um, would I would be captaining him if I had him. I don't yeah. have him, so I'm not captain. captain. I mean, long, long may they sell him. If, uh, I just hope he doesn't get a price drop. But, you know, if, if you keep selling him, sure, because I think he'll score one, maybe two this weekend, um, especially if the likes of you know, Pulisic and Ziyech are back. You know, we could see a slightly different Chelsea lineup this weekend. So, fingers crossed. Well, he certainly should. He certainly should do. And I think if he doesn't, then you're definitely going to be seeing a price drop. You might even see two. Oh God, fuck me! That that <laughs> that would be a brilliant start to the week, wouldn't it? <laughs> Christ. Well, um, I think that probably brings this uh this show to an end. Really, you know, as always, thanks everybody for for all your questions. We appreciate it, and um. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Obviously, we put this video out on YouTube. It's, it's brilliant to see some of the comments on there and uh, you all get to see our ugly mugs. And then uh, we're available on all good kind of audio podcast platforms as you can find in our link tree here and at the Season, Keeper, Season Keepers on Twitter. So thanks very much, James. And um, I will speak to you soon, mate.
Yeah, it's been great. Cheers. See you later.